Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi, covering Mississippi State like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com. Now, get ready for Thunder. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a, well, it's a Sunday afternoon when we first put this up, but a Monday morning for a lot of y'all. Thanks for joining us here supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It'd be a little weird, Robbie, if uh, Brupolo was in Steens. Ooh, Steens. Steens got in there. That's right. That would be really weird if it was in Steens. Maybe you can be somebody who put some of that Steens cane syrup in your coffee. I don't know. You can sweeten it up a little bit. That well, they got true. the maple bacon pancake, so you got kind of the same thing. Yes, it is. It's very, go. very similar. You got go. a little sweet taste. I'm not, I'm not a, I'm, as you know, I'm not a big coffee guy, but yeah. I have been very interested to try that. I mean, if it tastes I, like bacon and pancakes, how, like how bad can it be? Our friend Greg Ellis used to be like over the moon over blueberry, blueberry cobbler. cobbler. Yeah, that's and so still, one day I actually went favorite. and got it, and I did like it. I'm yeah. not a coffee guy, so yeah. I was like, Greg keeps talking about how great this is. Let try me try it. Let me try it out. Yeah, but you, I mean, the thing about Strange Brew is you don't have to be a genuine coffee lover to go in there and find something you like. Right, they, they got all sweet sorts treats. of drinks. Yeah. I like. I've always said their hot chocolate's some of the best I've ever had in White, the world. Yes. And they have, you know, the Albano Squirrel, which is technically, I guess, a coffee drink. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. And that's they, from a guy that's not a coffee guy. They had some blueberry cheesecake donuts the other night that, like, almost got me to break my oh, vows of trying oh, to eat boy. better. I was like, I was, I mean, I looked at that picture for a good five minutes thinking. Heavy, heavy I may, breathing? I may eat six. I was like the cat. I was Yeah, the heavy breathing. <laughs> Brian, Brian is counting his calories. Mm-hmm. He came over to me in the press box, got my Reese's Pieces. That That's for you, Rob Hadaway. Yeah, yeah. And and get, counted like five of them in his hand. I'm yeah. like, well, that so, makes me even more mad than you just like <laughs> if dumping I just the box. The whole box in front right. of you, that would not have made you as mad. The fact that you came over and got five, I and I was little... like, because I was like, you know, we have a voucher, Brian. You're going to get your own. I, no, I can only have like six. I, like, I, okay. wanted, I wanted to have a little taste of peanut buttery goodness. That's all I wanted. And by the way, I want to give Brian a, a shout out. Oh. He's doing really well Thank you. with his diet. I'm trying, and I know that's been I know that has been a challenge with the medicine that you're taking. Yeah, that's a very difficult thing to get through for mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Makes you feel weird, yeah. stuff like that. But I want to commend you. You're doing Thank a great job. You. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I got to. I got to. Got a long way to go too. It's it's, well, it's a process. It's a process. It's, it's a process. It's really difficult for both of us whenever we have Lee Battle bringing us surf and turf. And Lee Battle undefeated when Lee Battle that, brings me surf and turf. I'm just we'll saying. talk more about the meat later, but that meat was good. <laughs> that was good. The D1 guy, Mark Etheridge, Mark Etheridge from D1, was he? He said that was the best thing he ate all weekend. He didn't yeah. really get to go out in Starville much this weekend. We'll talk about that in just a bit. College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for. 
whatever it is you're looking for. If you're looking to de- decorate your house, your tailgate spot, if you want to get something for the car, a license tag or a license plate holder, or just decals and stickers, you know, you don't have to make a big purchase at College Corner. They got plenty of little great. You know, I know stocking stuffers a little early in the year for that, but they got all sorts of great stuff like that. And of course, they have an incredible selection of polos, t-shirts, hats, sweatshirts, pullovers, everything that you're looking for. If it's maroon and white, they've got it at College Corner. My prediction was correct. I drove past Restaurant Tyler twice, and both times there was a line, and I, I just was not surprised by any of that. So, if you're looking for a great meal in the city of Starkville, you just head over to Restaurant Tyler. Lunch, dinner, or Sunday brunch, it's the best in town. I'm going to go there for lunch, and I'm going out of town this week. Oh, a quick programming note. Uh, we only have two podcasts, or three podcasts this week. We will have today, uh, we will have Tuesday, and we will have Wednesday, and then we are done for the week. So just go ahead and let you guys know that. Going on vacation. Uh, yeah, I know. I'll be heading to Auburn anyway. Yeah, so it's, it's work. It works. Uh, anyway, Restaurant Tyler, if next time you're in Starville, make sure you stop and grab a meal there. Priority One Bank, 16 locations throughout central Mississippi to serve you. Check them out at PriorityOneBank.com to find the location nearest you. We talk about it all the time. Shop local, eat local. You want to bank local, too. You want to have that relationship with your bank so that when you are talking about a loan, you're talking to people you already know. And they've got great people there that are there to take care of you. 16 locations throughout central Mississippi, which means there's none near you. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Some things just don't ever change, uh, Robbie Falk. You know, the sky's blue. Sun will rise in the, uh, in the east and set in the west. And Mississippi State is going to take the series from Ole Miss uh, in the in SEC play in baseball. Two out of three. They did drop the first game three to two, but came back to for a walk off win eight to seven on Saturday, and then a five three come from well not come from behind uh, five three win late win there on Sunday. First and foremost, and we talked we when we talked to Mark that Mark Etheridge up there in the, play, in the uh, press box, who of course is you know, from D one, so he has no connection to either school. Bless you. Uh, what an absolutely fantastic weekend of college baseball. Three oh, incredibly man. dramatic games in front of three huge crowds. Great weather all weekend. You just could not have asked for any more from Super Bulldog weekend from a baseball player. You got everything you wanted. And, of course, if you're a Mississippi State fan, you got what matters most. You got the wins. No, it was, it was perfect. I mean, last year were three great games, but the atmosphere was a little more subdued at Ole Miss. You mm-hmm. know, they, they were kind of... I mean, they were checking out at that point. Mm-hmm. State fans, I think, with the Super Bulldog weekend, it kind of got people a little more energized, mm-hmm. and they did play better last weekend. So I think it was, you know, people were going to come this weekend no matter what just to have fun and all that. But then the games turned out to be really good. And you go back to Friday night, State had their chances there. I mean, the offense really didn't do its job in that game. You did enough on the mound to win that ball game. You only walked two guys, two or three guys. Um, you held them to three runs. Mm-hmm. You feel really good going to that ball game. If, if you know, one of us would have said Mississippi State's going to give up three runs, and only walk two. Yeah, you feel really good about your chances. Yeah, but didn't happen. Um, Saturday they had to get off the mat, and I was really concerned about Saturday because I've seen Mississippi State kind of fall apart on Super Bulldog weekend Saturdays. Mm-hmm. We've seen Mississippi State get shelled in some of those because mm-hmm. the the atmosphere is just so overwhelming. Usually, a lot of times it's the it's the team coming in that has the um, 
pressure off of it. Mm-hmm. The, the road team, you have nothing to lose. The home team is, is trying to perform at a really high level. But we didn't see that. I thought State came out. Landon Gartman pitched really well. Uh, you got some good pitching in the middle innings from uh, your bullpen. And then just big hit after big hit from Mississippi State. It, it still wasn't just a, a huge offensive day, but everything that they did from a hitting standpoint, it seemed like it was it mattered. And it almost played out the exact same way on, on Sunday. The way the State kind of got off the mat and fought these last two days has got to be an energy boost for this fan base and for this team. And I'm very skeptical to you know get out here and, and start saying the Mississippi State's back. Absolutely. Because last year, this same exact series, we thought the State was heading in the right direction. They completely fell apart. Mm-hmm. you got the schedule ahead. After this Auburn weekend, it's really difficult. Um, you know, Arkansas looks really good right now. The Tennessee series doesn't look as daunting as it was, but still a talented team. Did they end up losing today? They, like, so got, they swept. got swept. They got yep. swept by Arkansas. Um, you got LSU. I mean, LSU and Arkansas almost feels like you need to win one. Just get one each. If you win one game. you you, you got to look at it like this. You need eight wins. Yes. You have eight wins, and you have uh, 15 games remaining. So you got to go eight and seven. Yeah. Which so. is, I mean, very doable, but... With the schedule, I mean, it's just it's just one of those things where you can't get swept by anybody. Right. You really need to sweep this weekend. Uh, yeah. If you, you can sweep, if you can sweep Auburn, which is, I mean, they've done it. They've yeah. done it recently. Yeah. On a couple of occasions. And Auburn got a good weekend this weekend. They took two or three from Bama, from Bama. They lost two or three, didn't they not? Did they lose two or three? I thought they they won two or three. Check what they did. Today. All right, you go ahead. Go ahead. Check what they did today. I, I got it. I thought I thought Steve had said Bama won six to one, but maybe wrong. Um. But no, I mean that that's a team that hasn't been great. They haven't pitched it well. I think they're actually they might be last in the SEC now in pitching um, in conference games only. Oh, they did lose two out of three. Yeah, I so thought, there I you thought go. They won yesterday. Okay. Um. So, mm. I mean, that is a to me like I hate to just say they you you have to win. Um, or you have to sweep the series. That's always tough to say, but. It, I mean, you you look at that and you're eight and ten, and you go the rest of the way, and you're trying to figure out how to win five more games. Yeah, that is a very doable yeah. situation. And then you know, you you don't want to be looking back at the end of the year and saying, "Oh, that Kentucky game, the right. first game of conference first, play, first got Kentucky. away from you," yeah. or the Friday night game this series kind yeah. of got away from you. Could, could have very easily swept the series. Yeah, but I think the the most important thing is right now it's just a one series at the time thing. It really is. It that really has because to be. You've, yeah, you've dug yourself in a hole. But I think the biggest thing that we're finding out about this team is they are willing to fight. And I think we started to see it switch. The you know, it the the light switch came on for them against against South Carolina. And we're not seeing a ton of innings where they just fall apart out there. They're walking, you know, the park and they're giving up these, you know, seven, eight run innings. We're starting to finally see the pitching staff learn to command the strike zone. You're starting to have roles increase. Aaron Nixon looks like a bona fide SEC closer right now. It is not easy to do what he did against Ole Miss's lineup, which I, I believe has some really good Especially the top of that order, one through four. They're as good yes. as anybody in the country. He yeah. retired the last seven guys he faced, and he mm-hmm. came in in a, an impossible situation there mm-hmm. and um, in the seventh inning and somehow held it to just one run there. Yeah. So I think you have to be extremely confident about the – push forward here for Mississippi State. It's going to be tough. But I think just seeing this team fight 
is the biggest thing. And listen, if we're going to uh, attack, which I don't call it attack, but you know, fan base has at times. Mm-hmm. If we're going to be extremely critical of Chris Amonis and the staff, we have to give them credit for the steps forward that this team's making. And they shouldn't be in this position as a pitching staff, but this weekend you do not beat yourself a whole lot on the mound. And I think, you know, Scott Foxhall, they deserve credit on that. I thought they re- they made a lot of the right moves. Probably left Casey Hunt in there a little too long on Sunday, but mm-hmm. won the game. And then the hitting, the the approach of the team, even though this wasn't their best weekend, they had timely hits. They had good plate appearances. Mm-hmm. I give a ton of credit to Jake Gotro and the development. So players are developing. Players are getting better. This team's not giving up. You got to get off this fire Lamonis train. It's you need to. Everybody's got to Absolutely. invest right now. Yes, but I mean, it's just revisited at the end of the season. It is. It is. But. I don't think that's the kind of energy that this baseball team needs. I, I think that this baseball team is moving forward. I think that the best thing for Mississippi State is for Chris Lamonis to succeed. Yeah, obviously. I don't think the best thing for Mississippi State is to go find another coach. I think that if if Chris Lamonis is, is succeeding, this program is succeeding, and your program is able to reach the heights it's you know, supposed to reach. So, you know, like – I mean, there's even some people out there that are kind of a little upset that State won the series against Ole Miss, and I'm I just don't understand it. Yeah. So, but you know, that's the that's the you know kind of extreme vocal minority, I guess, the ones that you might see on Facebook. But overall, really good weekend for Mississippi State, and a a great weekend in Starville. That th- this is one of the better Super Bowl weekends I can remember. When you look at this weekend, and we talked about. You know these games and how how bad the pitching staffs were. I think if you had told both teams that they were what the runs they were going to give up, they might have been like, "We may have swept this series." I mean, if you told Ole Miss that you, they were going to give up two, uh, eight, and five, I mean that's a total of fifteen runs. I think they would have Bianca would have said, "I'll take that right now," and wouldn't you know? And I, I know for a fact if you had told Lamonis you're going to give up three, seven, and three, mm-hmm. he'd have jumped all over it. And then if we could have added, hey, you're not going to walk very many guys, and I don't remember the exact number, but well, it was had, less. They had ten. Ten total walks this weekend. Yeah, I mean that's that had, that was a game last week. Mm-hmm. You know the the Alabama, the, the the game with Gerangelo and Loft, and they walked twelve. You're gonna, you're not going to see this team just become a dominant pitching staff overnight. That's no. not going to happen. But this was a good weekend for them. Step forward for yeah. them. And I, I think, you know, we, we saw it a little bit last Saturday against Alabama. And, I, you know, we've seen it in spurts. But this was the first time where, you yeah. know, for the full weekend, they pitched it well enough to sweep the series. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. With, you know, this, this is not the time for, for, for me or you to start saying, okay, they're back, things yeah. like that. This is, this is going to be a process and a grind yeah, all the way Major to the crime. very end. All right, you, well, every, it's going to be very similar to 2018. Very similar. It's going to be very similar. And, to I mean, and with almost, I mean, if they get to 15, that would be an unbelievable achievement. I mean, that would be going 10 that and team five was one the rest and seven. of the way. This team was two and ten. They were two and ten. Two and, no, two no, and no. nine. Two, they were three and nine after last weekend. But they were two and they nine. they were two and nine. They won the last yeah. game. Yeah. So the, yeah. the worst they were was two and two nine. And nine. So it's so just like it's just, one game less than that team, and, and it, not doesn't have the schedule. kind of a similar situation. Remember that team? The last team they played was Florida, mm-hmm. and and I, I still think to this day that Florida 
kind of packed it in there that last yeah. season. They were just that last week, and they're just like, "Look, we're already the number one team in the nation." And they swept Arkansas. Yeah, but they that team also did go sweep. They already played here, swept Arkansas. They took two out of three from an Ole Miss team that was ranked in the top five. Yep. So they found a way to win games, and that, I think that this team is more talented. Yes. Than that 2018 team. Now that team had Mangum and had some leaders on it that maybe this team is lacking a little bit. But for sure, the talent is there with, with this team. One thing you're seeing right now is, and we, we talked about the, the top of the Ole Miss order, State's got to figure out that leadoff spot a little bit. You saw David yeah. Marchand. I thought Marchand had a really good weekend, and obviously I thought benching him, benching Forsyth for him is the correct move and probably the move that needs to be going forward. You know, Appreciate Lane Forsyth's contributions to the program, but he's just not playing well enough to keep putting him out there. You just have a higher ceiling yeah, I agree. offensively with... But led better, and then Hines and Jordan right now are just that's kind of unfair. I mean, last year you could sort of pitch around Hines; you didn't have that protection for him. Now with Jordan behind him, what are you going to do? Yeah, you know, and and you know, Kellum Clark had a few hits this weekend. Slade Alford had a few hits this weekend. Luke Hancock's the guy didn't have a great weekend at the plate, but at the same time, I feel like eventually you know he's going to have better weekends at the plate. Yeah. So at this point, I feel like. Anytime Hines and Jordan come up, they have a chance to hit a home run or get a big-time hit. Yeah. Even though Jordan struck out the other night to end the game, hit into a double play on Sunday, I still have the utmost confidence in him right now. When he gets up there, something big's going to happen. Yeah. And, and Hunter Hines is the same way. I mean, yeah. the, I, and those are the I guys felt, who delivered on, on Sunday yeah, and on Saturday. I, I felt when he got up there – in the seventh inning, so it was the seventh or eighth. It was seventh. Yes, yeah, seventh. When he got up there, I thought there's a very good chance he could get those two runs back mm-hmm. right here, and he did. He smoked that ball. Um, so both of those guys are just seeing it extremely well. I think Kellum Clark's seeing it really well. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had a really good season. Yeah, you talked about him a little bit. That you know he's starting to be able to beat the shift and go up the middle a little bit more. So yep. he's, he's he's playing well right now. So a good weekend for Mississippi State. They needed it. They had to have it. They got it. You know, it was a little iffy there. You know, Friday night, the way they play, especially the way they play Friday, they only what three hits, two hits in that game. Yeah, uh, a couple of solo, you know, um, uh, home runs. I mean, it just offense just wasn't there. I mean, yeah. I think they were trying to do a little too much. And give Doherty credit. I thought he pitched well, and then Morell came in for them and pitched really well. I mean, yeah. After that first game, you know, Banco had to be really happy. He's like, man, we got the win. We only threw two guys. They pitched. I mean, we should be in good shape. But give state credit for you know, especially on Saturday for never giving up, and then on Sunday they came out and just kind of asserted themselves. Well, that's two two years in a row. You know, last year they had um, Delusia throw a complete game, beat mm-hmm. you on Friday. They didn't use anybody, and you know, state had used you know, a couple of guys that night, I think. But it just shows you how quickly things can change in baseball and how you know momentum can kind of carry you. And I thought. The the way that Saturday played out was the exact opposite of what my fear was mm-hmm. for Mississippi State is that the crowd would kind of engulf them, mm-hmm. but it did it to Ole Miss. It, yeah. it worked out the exact same way that it did two years ago yeah. when Ole Miss was just kind of rolling on the mound against Mississippi State, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, you know, they they make a, a pitching change and things just start to unravel, and the and crowd was, really know, got that into was Broadway, it. I think too. So a veteran Broadway, guy, they're in Broadway a with veteran. the bases loaded. And yeah, and yeah. you saw what happened. And but then Tanner this, Allen, this, this time, one, it was the freshman. Which yeah. that's a decision that I'm interested if Mike Bianco talks about that on tomorrow's Sports Talk Mississippi with us. 
uh, about the decision to bring in a true freshman there. To, to, wasn't a good one to face that crowd in that situation. And that was my first thought when he came in: is that this kid's about to and, be? And, and and you know he doesn't. I mean, who is Bianco? He doesn't have a lot of options. He there. really did. You know, in a perfect world, you know, Josh Mallett isn't hurt, yeah. and he's he's the one who goes out there, but. Well, you know, Braden Jones had to go in there and kind of shut things yeah. down, and then he's his pitch count got pretty high. He, yeah. was throwing, he had like fifty five pitches. Yeah. I, mean, I, I get that, but at the same time, like there's just there pitch, had to be I mean, a veteran that you could. They are to. their season is playing out very similarly to State's last they're three year, and twelve, but they're worse than what State. They're was. much worse. State State at this point last year was uh, seven and. Um, I'm they sorry. were eight and ten. They were eight and ten at, but this is a week. This is a week earlier, right? So they would have been. They took two out of three from Ole Miss. They would have been Auburn six, was before them. six and nine. Yeah, this Ole Miss team is three and twelve. They play LSU next week. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, and that, that listen, that's the at last. Best, they're going to be four and uh, fourteen. That's the last like really tough series it is. for them. But, uh, but they're in a hole with this. You're four point. and fourteen. Can you not? Who 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 are you favored against? They're not going to. I mean, it's going to be very difficult for them to win nine more, yeah. which would I, get them in the conversation. I said I said it last week. I, I'm going to stick with it. They're not going to Hoover. Yeah, they might not. They're not going to Hoover. And I mean, Missouri got to win this weekend. We just said Alabama got two. They what still, is, is this going to be like? The if you know. Which we thought last year that we're going to miss too. Is this going to be like their second time to miss postseason since he's been there? I think he's. I think he's missed it twice. I think that's correct. I mean, it's really remarkable what he's done there. Oh, he, he's fantastic coach. You know, but it's just, I, I understand what their their problem was prior to last year, right? Yeah. Like they, the, the amount they invested, they should be going to Omaha more. They had they should they've had three or four teams that not only could have gone to Omaha but could have won national titles, but you know it didn't work out that way for them. But you've said it before, like that national title has become like this giant eraser that yes. you forget that they were not a good team last year. They were not a good team. And they're not a good team this year. So and I mean, the, and that's a trend with a national title in the middle of it. And now they're kind of in trouble because they just gave him this this huge extension. Right. And you've got to – you can't fire him after no. – a year after winning no. the national title. No, that no. is completely – they could lose the rest of their ball games. They can't do it. But at some point, you know, they might have to say like, hey, we need you to – we need you to retire. You know, like that yeah. might have to be the case. I mean, you're not going to want to fire him at yeah. this point. Because you know who they want to go after is Dan McDonald. Exactly. And they can't fire Bianco and get him. No. They probably can't get Godwin either, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, if I they fire, If they were to fire Bianco. And I'm not, again, a year after winning the national They're not title. firing him this year. That's right. not happening. But next year, there's going to be a push to get him out the door if they don't improve. Yeah. So It's funny that, you know, Godwin was one of the names that I figure would be tied to Mississippi State, too, mm-hmm. if anything ever happened to Lamonis. Mm-hmm. He's tied to both schools, like, as well, an option. He's tied to Ole Miss because he coached there. Exactly. But he's tied to State because he's done a great job at a group of five program and made them a you know perennial regional, super regional team. Yeah. So it just makes sense that if one of the biggest jobs came open, he would be interested in it. So. Yeah. That's, that's a conversation. Really he is. That's a conversation for another day. Let's uh, let's move. Oh, by the way, just so everybody knows, in case you, you weren't aware, I have I have won the bet with Richard Cross, and uh, he will be uh, on July thirteenth. I think is the date for the Palmer Home Radiothon. Uh, you're going to go ahead and start thinking about what you want to donate to Palmer Home on that day. Appreciate that. If you want to donate in, you know, in 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 honor of Richard wearing maroon and white, he will be doing that. We're going to have him looking really good. Now I know you, that's not a George Sherman reference. Don't worry, I've got a plan in place. I've talked to some people already. It looks like everything's going to happen the way we want it, and uh, you'll be—you won't want to miss Super Talk TV that day. But I'm sure we'll have plenty of photos that day on our, all our social media channels. Let's move on into the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef—it is what's for dinner. 
I had some delicious beef today, courtesy of our friend Lee Battle, who it grilled up a monster ribeye and was kind of. I told him when I te- he said you want me to bring you some. Yeah. And I said, "Look, we got no silverware up here. You gotta have to, you know." And we had well, to we eat do. it. Ca- we had to eat it caveman style anyway. We do have found some. Right? Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay, but I mean, I it can't be clean. Didn't use it. Well, I mean, it, you know, it was the like plastic. plastic? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, we plastic. Have, like, trying to cut a ribeye would have gone have, bad. I think. Yeah, especially a steak like that. He, he was a big thick ribeye. So appreciate so, Lee. That was really juicy. Really yeah. juicy. It was Lee. good. It was Very good. tasty. And some juicy boys. So. Yes. That being said, hopefully this weekend, if you were able to get the grill out, you threw some steaks like that on the grill because, man, everybody's happy. Name someone who's ever come home and been like, ah, steak. Boo. Yeah, no one's doing that. I, 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 did, I did make fun of the Ole Miss beat writer David Eckert from, uh, from the Clarion Ledger. I was like, would you like a bite of this? He's like, nah, I'm all right. And I was just like, yeah, everywhere I go, people are just like, hey, you want some ribeye steak? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I get tired of it, man. I understand. So... <laughs> He was too good. For, he was too good he was for too the good. ribeye. Imagine that, huh? The Ole Miss, Ole people. Miss beat writer. It, was, it wasn't a fillet. No, I mean, if it had to be a fillet, with a little little marinade sauce. Yeah, over the top. exactly. No, wherever this you is are, we get a bourree. <laughs> beef is what's right there. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked Southern soul food. Guess what? They were busy too all weekend. As they should be. So, and of course, now we're getting into the part of spring where sitting out on the, uh, the the outdoor seating area of Two Brothers is going to be a great thing. There'll be stuff going on all summer long, uh, spring long, with live music. So when we have baseball back here in a few weeks, I, I would imagine that place will be hopping. Make sure you make it a trip. Make a trip over there to Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Great products and great service. Every business likes to promise it to you. Advantage Business Systems, they deliver it to you, and they have. For 48 years. That's a long time. And that's a long time for your business to know that they've somebody has their back. When you need technology for your business, you call Advantage Business Systems. And then if you need service, you call back the same number, the same person. It's not an overseas call center. It's not a 1-800 number. It's not being on hold for 45 minutes. It's a 601 number and somebody you know on the other end of the line. That's the difference between being a neighbor and being a number. 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. I can tell some of y'all are shopping at the Rogue. As I walk through the uh, the stands today, the concourse, these past couple days, I see some pullovers and some uh, some polos. I'm just like, that had to come from the Rogue. It's just too nice. It's too nice. Great stuff from the Rogue, their collegiate collection. They've got the maroon and white pullovers and pullovers you're looking for, and they've got the logos that you want. The M over S, the State Script, the Walking Bully. No need to look like a billboard for a shoe company any longer. You can look great, feel great, and have a great pull. And don't forget, every time you buy from the Rogue, you're supporting the Bulldog Initiative. They are partnered with the Rogue. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. You know, I thought I had a good idea of what was going on at Dolce. I will admit I have not been there yet. I need to make that trip. I'm going to do it this week, for sure. We did not know what was I going on. I did not know what was going on at Dolce. And then someone tweeted a picture from me of the Junction breakfast sandwich, which is bacon Raspberry jam, cream cheese on grilled cinnamon sugar sourdough bread. Mm. I didn't know. I didn't know. I, now I know. So I'm going to be making a trip. I'm going to have to, you know, I've been talking about counting my calories. Maybe, maybe I'm on vacation next week. It's vacation. It's vacation. It's vacation. That's so. my go-to. For Plus, we're going down to the coast. So it's like I'll be eating a lot of seafood. That's definitely vacation. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. So I'm going to go check that out. And you should too. 8 a.m. 
open Tuesday through Saturday. Go grab breakfast at Dolce Starkville's newest, and it looks like it's best place to grab breakfast. Let's look at the spring game. We were at Davis Wade Stadium. I, I, first and foremost, I don't know if that's—I don't think that's going to be the all-time press box at any point. But I wish it was. That's a great—I think that's a good look, good, good angle. Yeah, we got just sitting at the club level. Yeah, we were very, very bougie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we were sitting up there with the rich folk. <laughs> so, which normally that's yeah, just, so just when I, I'm with Richard. I did ask about that because uh-huh. I, you know, I think we've talked about this before, but. Eventually, mm-hmm. the press box is going to be a club level. Of course, they're going which makes to, sense. I, you know, I get it. We don't pay any money. Right, they can make a lot that, more money. That is, I mean, that's you're talking about from like sideline to, or you know, from end zone to end zone. Yes, that's a lot of club. Yeah. yeah. So eventually, that's going to be you know gutted out, made a club level, mm-hmm. and we're going to move somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. That's not happening right now, but they are doing work on the press box, which I believe is kind of a structural thing. Like they're correcting some st- structural issues. I don't, I don't know if it's really like bad issues, but just right. kind of fixing. Well, some I mean, stuff it, that 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 press box is old and beat up, and yeah. that's kind of the face of the of the football program yeah. to the national media who shows up. You know, you want to put on a good face for them. Right. You know, for us, who cares? We're there every day. But, you know, when your Andy Staples and your Bruce Feldman show up, you want to be able to show them a nice area. That's right. So I, I thought maybe that was what was going on, but it's not. The, they're not going through the press box renovation just yet. Mm-hmm. But they are doing some kind of structural okay. cleanup. Uh, but eventually we will be... I don't. I don't know if it's been decided yet. I think it might One be up to Zach Selman. Yeah. I I heard when John Cohen was here that it was going to be in the end zone, but I mm. I don't. They're going to basically. Renovate. I've heard that Selman isn't like super, like on board with that. Okay. Like mm. he like I don't think he wants it fully in the end zone. Okay. Uh, which I'm good with. Auburn's press box is quite possibly the worst in the SEC because of where it's positioned. Yeah, it's, it's just and there's so no far screen. Away. And there, yeah, there, there's no and, and there's no the windows are shut. So I mean, you really feel isolated from the game. And it's, there's no video board, yeah. anything like that. Yeah, so, the video board is next to you. Yeah, you can't see. It. Can't see it. So the TVs are like right above your head. Yeah, like you can't yeah, see that, those either. So it's, it's they did a really poor job on that. It's it's the Duty Noble Field press box of. SEC football, yeah. <laughs> um, but so, anyway, we, we say all we that moved, to say we anyway, a like a five minute conversation about the press box. Right. But the game that we watched was fun. I didn't even so, stay up there most of the time. I was on the you were you were down on the sidelines. I stayed up there and talked with Paul Jones a good bit. And uh, obviously differences. You know, I think I mentioned this on Friday. I think that's our Thursday show. I said I thought State would try something early with Tulu, and they did early into round. He took it forty. I mean, that's what everybody wanted to see, right? Yes. Um, I mean, no Woody Marks, no Simeon Price. You saw a lot of Jeff Pittman. You saw a lot of uh, Seth Davis. Both looked perfectly capable. Rodgers had two really nice deep throws, to one to Xavion Thomas and one to Justin Robinson, I believe. Yeah, Robinson Both, like both balls thrown on the money, great catches, nothing wrong with that. All in all, I mean, it was just a successful day. Defensively, you saw some plays made. Kamari Rodgers had a nice interception of Mike Wright. Um, had a couple fumble recoveries in there. Only one field goal attempted. It was from 47 yards, and it would have been good from 55 by Nicholas Barmira. Yeah, I was impressed with him. They, they did some situational stuff yeah. with him and stuff. He looks I was good. really impressed with him. All in all for Mississippi State, I mean, when you look at the spring game, it's just about getting out uninjured and getting out and, and you know showing off a couple of things. I thought everything you saw from Mississippi State makes you think, okay, you know, we'll see. They, at the end of the day, what we talked about on Thursday is the truth. 
they look like an offense that had practiced together 13 times. Yeah. And are still got a long way to go and start figuring some things out. But they'll be fine. And the talent is definitely there. And you should feel better if you were worse someone who's like, I don't know if Rodgers can throw that deep ball. He had two long, deep completions. He's going to be fine doing that, I think. Well, I mean, since Kevin Barbet was hired, mm-hmm. I've been really excited to see Will Rogers in this offense. Mm-hmm. And he's proving that he's not an air raid guy. Everybody yeah. has kind of tried to back him into a corner and paint him as an air raid guy. This kind of offense is very similar to what he ran at Brandon High School. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of offense that he runs. He's not, you know, he, he he's a guy that fit the air raid like to a T. He could he could do a good job in the air raid, but that's not what his identity is. And I think this is going to be really good for his pro prospects. I, I don't know that he's going to be a guy that's going to be one of the top five quarterbacks in in the NF or in the NFL draft or anything like that, but. I do think that he's got the possibility of being drafted. I do think that he has the possibility of, you know, getting on a roster and, and being a guy that um, could land somewhere. Mm-hmm. And this is very important for him to have a good season in this offense showing that he's not an air raid guy. Yeah. He's not a guy that's going to be painted with that brush. And I thought he performed really well. I mean, his, his completion percentage is what, like 59, 50? 16 of 27, so yeah, something like that, yeah. But, I mean, how many times the last – Three years, we talking like posting his numbers in a scrimmage oh, or something. Terrible. Everybody was like freaking out. Yeah, and then he goes in the game and completes seventy percent. So he's throwing a a tougher pass mm-hmm. in this offense, mm-hmm. a lower percentage pass, and he's still right where he was. And he's he's getting you know more yeah. yards per catch. Yeah. So I, I really he, like he threw some balls Saturday that I know I would never see. He threw a couple in yeah. like triple coverage, just trying to see if his guy could make a play. I think. Well, I mean, how many times have we said that Will Rogers is much better against man coverage defense yeah. than zone? That's what he's going to be seeing. He's going to see more of that. Yeah, he's going to be seeing a lot more man coverage, a lot more one on ones. Did you uh, did you like what you saw from Pittman and Davis? Yeah, I think I think so. Davis has got a little burst, and Pittman Davis, Pittman's a guy you can tell can move the pile. Yeah, Pittman's going to be one of those guys that is just going to, I mean, like a Dylan John. I mean, he kind of replaces Dylan John. Yeah, that's what you're hoping. Yeah, but I think he has, he has more of a chance to kind of break through there. Like I've said it before, like he's not really like a bowling ball kind of runner, but. You know he's a he's a guy that's like you said he's got some power. power. Yeah, Dylan Johnson wasn't a bowling yeah. ball either. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know Seth Davis is one of those guys that can really. I mean, if he gets through the secondary, he's he's gone. He's a guy that you're going to see some some scheming for yeah. to get him some screen passes and some some quick throws to get him out in the open field and let him turn up turn up and run. The main thing that I took away mm-hmm. from Saturday and it happened on the first possession. You mentioned it with Tulu mm-hmm. and and you know it Tulu. kept happening. It was, you know, eye-opening to see an offense that knows what to do with certain mm-hmm. types of players. You know, giving just giving a jet sweep or an end around or whatever with with uh, with Tula Griffin and Xavier Thomas, Zavion, yeah. and, and you're sitting there going, "Why was this not done at all for three years?" And we tried, we tried to speak it into existence, and we've we've spoken this. We've done into it existence. Now, it was just like refreshing to see an offense. Yeah. And I mean, like. I love seeing an up back, a tight end. I love seeing guards pulling. Like it felt like I was watching Dan Mullen's offense again. Mm-hmm. But this had a little more, a few more concepts than what we saw with with Dan Mullen's mm-hmm. offense. Yeah. I mean, I saw two or three different styles of offense out there. And I think that that's the biggest takeaway that I had in the game is 
finally somebody sees the skill sets mm-hmm. that these wide receivers and running backs possess and they put them in position to succeed this is, and not this just is what Barbe tra- said to us he yes. said that you know I'm going to put the, I'm going to put the ball into my playmakers hands that's well, we what we've been to hammering see. this point since Barbe was hired yeah well, we were that, hiring, that, hammering this it before and there's so many people I mean there's still media out there that are tied to this air raid that think that this that think the air raid is the only thing that works the air raid has some some cult like stuff going on it really on does crazy. man like and the people that that follow it refuse yeah. to accept that maybe running the football a little well, bit I mean, will I don't, help. I don't know how anybody can watch Mississippi State last year and how much more effective they were when they ran the ball 20-plus times a game and say that's not the direction they need to go. Yeah. So. Mississippi State's offense is going to be worse because, because they're, they're running the football a little true. more. That's, I, I did have one complaint, Uh-oh. and I tried to stay away from this like publicly last year with the end zone stuff. Oh, the field. What a train wreck! I, I don't that know that cannot happened. happen. I don't right. know what happened. Look man. around the SEC and the other, and around the country at these spring games. Everybody's field looks like it's opening weekend ready, and states was rough. And you know, like I, I respect the oh, those the guys work guys hard. I know they're I know they're great, but they they dropped the ball. On this one. I, don't I don't know, know what what's happened. Going. And I, I'm sure there's an explanation. The problem is whatever your explanation is is not going to work for me because everybody else had a good looking field. Yeah, you and just I, can't do I don't want to. You, know? you know, it was a. You know, it it was a busy weekend. I, I don't want to pile on those guys I don't, at all. But that's, that's but like I, I just like what happened. I mean, you I mean got, you've got the, this great situation where Dak Prescott's there, and everybody's you know all these great former players are there, a ton of them in town, and your field looks like that. That's that's tough. That's tough. Got to fix that. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, look, I know when we get to the first weekend of of, of September. That that field will be green and luscious and ready to go. Well, that in the you know the press box thing like. Does it have to happen right now? I mean, maybe it does. The press like box the, thing, I understand. Like the you scaffolding got, and stuff. Like, they, I mean, they just shut down one side. It's no big deal. That was no, no but big it's, deal to me. it's not doesn't look good. Like if you if well, you're yeah, painting like, across and you see this big scaffolding over the press box, I, I get that. But that's probably a, a time issue. Maybe, but I, I mean, I they feel have, like it would be. Do, can you not start doing that April seventeenth? Well, I mean, then you, then you're like, we have to be done by this date. Whereas well, if, you mean, started, gonna take them if you started five, January one or however long when they started, I don't know. I don't know what because we don't know what they're doing. Well, so. like I said, if it, if it's a timing thing, yeah. then yeah, that's fine. I, I, that's gotta that's be fine. It's gotta be. But so. if it's not, then can but, you not but wait? the field, God, that was that was that was tough. That's disappointing. So because like you said, I know those guys are the best in the business. Well, they're yeah. just gonna have to make it up to us and paint those end zones for game one. Absolutely, hundred percent. All right, I'm, I'm not gonna be. I'm not going to uh, totally end zone eleven that. But no, no, no. I, I agree with you. It's all right. We got two SEC better. previews. I'll try to get them done tomorrow. If not, I'll, I'll just do the best game. We got Kentucky and LSU uh, this week. So two games the Bulldogs will play. We'll look in depth at the Wildcats and the Tigers. We'll talk a little more baseball, a little spring football. We got even though practice is over, we still got uh, positional breakdowns to do. We'll do uh, linebackers on tomorrow's show, uh, and then we'll do the rumblings on Wednesday. And then I'll see you next week. So, thanks for hanging out with us today, Victory Sunday, and we'll be back with you tomorrow for Robbie. Or, yeah, Tuesday for Robbie Falk. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning. Oh, I'm sorry, I screwed that up. I'm sorry. Let me do that again. For uh, for uh, what's his name? What's that kid's name? Oh, he does the Thunder and Lightning. What's his name? He goes to church with me. <laughs> Robbie Falk. I'm Brian. Yes, Haydad. he's he is he isn't. Um... <laughs> Doing an impersonation of Maroon Mary, who forgot my name, and, and mentioned to me today that she forgot my name. I was dying when she was telling that story. Like, I just couldn't remember your name. Thanks a lot, Miss Mary.
But you you upset me today. No, you, you get over it. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Adat. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. I Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.